Welcome to the Marketing Agony Aunt. I'm your auntie, Kendra MacDonald. Now, today we've got an interesting topic filled with embarrassment. We're going to be looking at how to build engagement and trust within an audience so you can build relationships and boost sales. This is vital for any business in today's world, online or offline. So come on in and take a seat on the couch, grab a drink if you need some fortification, and let's get agonizing. Now, on to our letter from our lost and confused agonizer. Dear Marketing Agony Aunt, I have an embarrassing problem. I've been in marketing for some time now. I create content for our business, but I don't think I'm doing it right. I see other marketing that comes through, and ours pales in comparison. I've been listening to you talking about the importance of building trust and engagement, and I just don't think that we do that. Our sales campaigns are okay, but we go really quiet in between them. I'm sure that's the wrong thing to do. We're so niche and specialist, I don't know what to say to people and whether they'd even be interested in hearing about what we do have to say. How do I go about finding the right words? How do I know we're doing it right? How do I build trust between sales? It all just feels so wrong and not in a good way. Confused emoji, tear emoji. I feel like we're all over the place and I'm so embarrassed to admit it. I'm supposed to be the expert in our business. Please help. I just want to do it right. Yours very sincerely, confused, lost and discombobulated. Discombobulated, there's an awesome word I haven't heard in a very long time. Thank you so much for writing in Dear Lost. So before we get cracking, make sure you have something to fortify yourself. I have a delicious tea that I'm partaking in today. It's one of the rarest teas in the world and comes from the mountains where I grew up in South Africa. It's a gorgeous honeybush tea. And yes, I'm driving again, hence no alcohol. What a bother. Okay, let's get agonizing. Dearest discombobulated, I know you're feeling embarrassed about this, but admitting that you have a problem is the first step to solving that problem. You have a few different problems here and one main solution, which is kind of really lovely and neat. So let's break out the problems. Number one, you're not communicating with your customers and prospects in between sales campaigns. That means that all they are hearing from you is sales stuff and that's not good. Then number two, you don't know what to say and you're not even sure that what you would say would be of any interest anyway. And there's definitely a confidence issue in there. Number three, you don't, you're, you're not even sure you're doing it right, which means you probably don't have the data to validate what you are doing. Number four, you feel like your competitors are doing better than you are. Now, comparison is the thief of joy. But if you keep a finger on the pulse of your competitors, that can be a really good way to ensure that you keep ahead of the pack. So let's take a look at how we can solve each of these. Now, to be contrary, let's look at number four first, your competitor issue. So when we start working with a new client, I like to get started with a competitor audit. 
This isn't so that you can compare yourself to your competitors, rather it's so that you can contrast yourself to them. As a friend of mine always says, never compare your start to someone's middle. And this is particularly important when it comes to competitors. Um, so you can see what they're doing on the outside as well, but you have no idea or not as to whether or any of what they're doing is actually performing. Unless you can see the data, don't make assumptions about how well their marketing is doing. So <laughs> poo that's been gilded is still poo. It's just shiny poo at that point in time. So why am I even suggesting that you do a competitor audit? Well, that's mostly so that you can create contrast between you and your competitors. By looking at your biggest competition, you'll see what your prospects are also seeing. And that's really important because it's naive to think that your prospects only reach out to you and never do any other research as to what is out there. It's vital to know what your prospects are seeing, hearing, and experiencing. So look for messages that come up time and time again, and how do you feature in all of that? And that brings me to the next point. This is not about who you perceive your competitors to be. It's who your prospects perceive to be your competition. So this is really important. My suggestion is that you go out and do all the searches and fact-finding that your prospective audience would be doing in order to work that out. You'll be surprised who ranks next to you as competitors. Now then, you wanna look for the white noise while you're doing all of this research. What are they kind of being beaten around the head with messaging-wise? And then use all of this information to contrast yourself. You wanna make yourself like an obvious choice. Show people why and how you're different. Being the obvious choice works two ways. For your ideal clients, you'll be the obvious right choice. They will know why they want to work with you. But for those non-ideal clients, they will know why you're not for them. And that's perfect. You want people to make a decision about you. When you get that decision, you get action. But things like decision paralysis effectively leads to inaction. So make it easy and make it obvious. So one of my favorite words that I learned from, from studying art was juxtaposition. And using juxtaposition, in other words, the art of placing two things next to one another to create a vivid contrast, will help distinguish you from your competition. And that's how you get ahead of them. So here's my favorite, well, one of my favorite quotes from Seth Godin. The number one thing to steal from your competitors is wisdom. And that's what you want to do here. Use their information to help you develop a stark contrast. No comparison required, just an obvious choice. And that leads me onto the solution for problems one, two, and three. So not communicating, not knowing what to communicate, and not knowing if you're doing it properly, respectively. In other words, your messaging. You have to be continually communicating with the appropriate messaging with your audience. You can't just sell to them. If you do that, the only association that they're gonna have with you is that you want something from them. And that's a surefire way to have a super unengaged list. You don't want that. So the real problem with this is that not only are you gonna be clogging up people's inboxes with unwanted messaging, but when you go about sending them that next bit of communication, they're gonna be way less receptive to what you're offering. So you only actually end up shooting yourself in the foot with all of this. 
What you want instead is for people to be enthused and invigorated by the content that you send out. You want to be welcome in their inboxes, not just something that gets deleted or archived or even worse, go straight into the spam as soon as you hit send. That's a waste of your time and their time. Instead, Let's help you put together a strategy that actually helps you engage with your audience, builds a little bit of trust, positions you as the authority within your niche and industry, and ensures that people really want to work with you. So a nice little boost in sales, right? Nothing better than that. So what do we need to do first? First, we need to determine what topics about your niche people are actually interested in. To do that, I suggest you grab a piece of paper. I'm gonna take you through the method that we use to build content plans that engage and invigorate audiences whilst building trust and loyalty. Pretty cool, right? Okay, so on that piece of paper, I want you to write left to right along the top all the services that you offer. Then underneath those services, I want you to list out all of the keywords that pertain to that service. Okay. All right, so you've got along the top all the services, and then you've got the keyword that is specific to those services. You might have a couple of keywords, that's fine. Then under each keyword or subject, I want you to write down every question you have been asked about that product or service. So if you've got some in-house sales peeps, it's great to get those sales guys um, or ladies involved because they know all of the questions that get asked with regards to products. So this is a, this is a great way to kind of bring sales guys into your marketing. Once you've done that and kind of got all the stuff that you can think about organically with your organic brains, reach for your second brain, so your computer brain, and time for a little bit of research. Take each of these keywords and put them into a keyword research tool, all right? So not the questions, the keywords themselves. Um, my favorite three keyword research tools are Mangoes, Answer the Public, and Moz. They each have functionality where you can kind of pop your keyword in and they'll go off and find all of the questions that are being typed about that keyword. So that's what you want. You want the questions. Capture every relevant question that comes up in those listings. Now, just as a side note, all of these um, services that I've just recommended are paid services, but they do have free functionality. And so I just utilize the free functionality for them. I do pay for mangles myself, um, but that's that's for our business and for some of our clients. Um, but you can use the free functionality for those. Okay, so when I did this process um, for my agency, Automation Ninjas, when I put our kind of own company through the process, I got almost three years of weekly content topics. Three years, that's, that's a shit ton of content. Okay, and if you wanna do this even better, go and read the book, They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And he outlines how he kind of started coming about with a winning SEO and search strategy that engaged his audience, it's really cool. So effectively, with each and every one of the questions that you've just gathered, you can now go off and create an email a blog post, a video, or even a podcast that is packed full of contents that your audience wants to know the answers to. And just as an aside, I've popped all of the link to these tools, as well as to a blog post where we talk about this process in the description for you. Okay, so now here's what you do with those questions, because it's what you do with it that it counts, right? So you're gonna create all that content for your audience, which is awesome, but here's what you do with all of that. 
You're going to take that content and you're going to send it out every single week as part of an ongoing communication and education strategy to your audience. And this strategy is twofold. So firstly, for your existing list, it's going to engage them and build trust. So they're going to love all that kind of valuable information that you're sending out and you're going to become welcome in their inbox, which ultimately means more sales and that's kind of what we're going for here. Now, to, to prove this, to give you a bit of context, after sending nearly a year's worth of weekly content out, we doubled the open rate of one, for one of our clients, the lovely Mike Brown. We doubled his open rate and 10 times his click-through rates. So he went from like a respectable nearly 20% open rate to currently nearly a 40% open rate for his emails, which is just ridiculous, right? And then he went from an average click-through rate of around 2% to over 20%. It's insane. That's all good and fine. But the second part of the strategy is even better. If you're clever with the content and you make sure it's SEO friendly and you put it out there consistently, you'll start ranking really highly. Eventually, with all the information that you're putting out, you'll outrank your competitors. Now, the genius in this is, is again twofold. Effectively, the questions that you're going to be answering are long tail. So you're being super targeted. So the people that come in and consume with that long tail content are a little bit further along in their journey and closer to making decisions which is rad but also the accumulation of all those long tail keywords will help you rank for that intended and much shorter keyword which is ridiculously cool right I mean like holy crap then if you want to go even further get ninja with this shit track engagement utilize the data from how consumers are consuming the content that you're sending out to them to help you be more proactive with your sales so what I mean by this is when we build out a long-term merger campaign, which is what we're talking about here, sending content out weekly over a long term, we use an engagement threshold with certain topics to kick off other campaigns, which we call short-term nurture campaigns. And these short-term nurture campaigns are effectively mini sales campaigns, but they're super targeted because we know someone is interested in the topic, we can offer help for them. And boom, at that point in time, you've got yourself behavioral selling, you know, how fucking cool is that? I mean, this is like marketing nirvana right here. I love this shit so much. It's insane. Can you tell? <laughs> so there you have it. You're going to blow your competitors out of the water with juxtapositioning rather than comparison. And then you're going to blow your audience's minds with rad content that is catered to their specific problems. And you're going to utilize that to allow you to sell in a super targeted and behavioral fashion. Job done. Okay, now let's summarize and write back to our dearest discombobulated. Dear discombobulated, feeling embarrassed can be completely paralyzing. So well done you for writing in about your problem. Admitting the problem is the first step on the road to recovery. And it's such a brave thing to do. You should feel proud that you've taken this all-important initial action to improvement. Let's get the weight lifted for you as to how you can go about solving your problem. You have quite a few areas that are concerning you. You're worried that your competition is performing so much better than you are. You're worried that you're not doing a good enough job of communicating to your prospects and customers, and therefore that you have no relationship with them. And you're also worried that you'll have nothing to say that would actually interest them. Firstly, nothing good comes from comparing yourself to others. 
Rather than comparing your inner workings as a business to another business's outer image, focus on contrasting and juxtapositioning yourself. Allow yourself to stand out and use what your competitors put out there to strengthen your own position. Secondly, your communication and messaging issues need immediate attention. In order to build a relationship and trust with your customers and prospects, you need to provide value to them. Being in a niche is also not a negative attribute, so put that concern away. Instead, focus on what questions your audience is looking for the answers to. Build valuable content that answers those questions. Then, utilize that content to engage your prospects and customers. Send it to them weekly and watch your engagement soar. Track what they are consuming and use this information to behaviorally add value to them with products that are keyed into the content that they are most readily consuming. Additionally, use this content to help you rank above your competition and bring in new leads and prospects. You have far more to offer than you realize. I hope you're feeling enlightened, invigorated, and excited about your communication and competitors now. Sincerely, your marketing agony aunt. What a great problem from our discombobulated. It's so important to really nail your messaging. Thank you so much for writing in on this topic. And I got to say the word discombobulated like four times. <laughs> if you'd like us to take a look at any of your problems, you can pop us an email at agony at automationninjas.com. We'll keep you anonymous unless you want to share who you are. You can also contact us on all the social media options in the descriptions. And don't forget that I've put the links to some cool stuff in there. Now as a little bonus from us to you, when you implement what you learn and you get the successes and wins that you're looking for, let us know and we'll be really excited to feature you. If you enjoyed today's session, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Share with the people you love, leave comments, engage, and of course, pop us a nice honest rating and review if you feel so inclined. Next time on The Marketing Agony Aunt, we look at the odd, illogical things customers and prospects do, why they do them, and how you can plan for them in advance for marketing that converts. <laughs>